Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast. My name is Haley. Thanks for listening today. If this is your first time or welcome back, if you are a returning listener, just quickly wanted to mention our Instagram at Dental Download Podcast. You can keep up with the page and everything going on for the podcast. So my typical intro is always what's going on in my life and then sharing some motivation. And then we'll get into our guest today. Our guest is Maddie Warnick. She is a pre-dental student actually, which I know I've never had a pre-dental student on the podcast, but I connected with her on Instagram. It's at beneath the teeth. You might be familiar with her, but I connected with her and thought she was so inspiring and very just on top of everything with being pre-dental. She's a dental assistant, so we talk a lot about that, how she uh, got that job and what it's been like working, and then also what courses she takes, how she's managing everything, what her plans are for taking gap years, and also one thing that I thought was really cool is that we talk about why she started her Instagram page and maybe that can help give you all ideas if you were thinking about starting an Instagram page related to like dentistry pre-dental topics. So it's a really great episode and I hope you're all excited to listen. But as for what's going on in my life this week, um, let's just say things got a little interesting, um, a little bump in the road as I like to describe it wouldn't say it was a whole roller coaster, but there was a big, a big bump, you know, maybe a hill, maybe more than just a bump. But essentially yesterday, Thursday, I wrote in the notes app, which I usually kind of jot down ideas for what I want to talk about in the intro. And it basically just became a little mini vent session, a little therapy session. So I can read you guys what I wrote, but I'm going to preface it saying that today on Friday, I'm already doing a lot better and I have some added tips to put in there. So first things first, I said, this is basically a vent session between pals. I hope that's all right. So I'm needing to take my own advice that I've given to all of you in the past when it comes to improving your grades or DAT scores, which was studying what you're uncomfortable with or what's scary to you. By that, I basically mean that when you're looking at your material for a class or something or looking at which class you want to start working on, you gravitate towards the one that you're already kind of comfortable with or the lecture that you already have a good background on and you're just trying to get even better at that topic when what you should be doing is finding the thing that makes zero sense to you, that's really confusing, that's really stressful, that's really scary, any of those synonyms, and that's what you need to work on and that's what was so hard for me and I had a lot of anxiety on Wednesday, I believe it was, maybe it was Tuesday, but I was struggling a lot and I couldn't really pinpoint it and full circle coming around to Friday today, I can definitely realize that it was caused by this like cloud looming over me of this lecture in anatomy, which in this case for head and neck anatomy, it was the pharynx larynx lecture. The professors even emailed us like, don't freak out. Like this is the lecture that gets pretty hard. Like people start to get really anxious like during this part because it's more content it's harder whatever than the first couple lectures and I read that and I was like oh well like it's fine like I'll be fine and I mean obviously I am fine I'm surviving and getting through it but it definitely was stressful and it's a doozy and I'm not I haven't learned it all yet, but earlier today before recording this intro, I sat down and forced myself to finally start studying it, and I was kind of making my own study sheet based on one that one of my friends, Elizabeth, shared with us, and then also 
the materials that the D2 students had passed down to us, different study guides, and also they had a bunch of drawings of all the different structures, and I found that drawing them out myself, rather than just staring at cadaveric images or diagrams off of Google, physically drawing out the structures myself for the different muscles and the pharynx and larynx and the neurovasculature has made it a lot easier to stick in my brain and I can remember the attachment points a lot easier and I can remember the name just because I wrote them out a few times like I definitely I knew all this I knew that this is the way that I study I study by making study sheets I study by writing things down and making connections in a way that makes sense to my brain yet I wasn't doing it because it's so intimidating and I know that you all can relate to that so let this be a little reminder that you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone to see success when it comes to academics, that's really the only way. And to focus on how you study, not how everyone else is studying, focus on what's your best method that you know. Or if you don't know, keep trying different things till something seems to work for you because that's really going to be where you see the most success, where you start to feel that weight lifted off your shoulders of this class being so scary and intimidating. You just have to get in there and start working on it. Like I've only done one out of like six or seven topics for this lecture, but I already feel so much better. So yes, in summary of this week, I guess you could say I struggled a bit, but I wouldn't say it's to the point where I'm like an outlier in my class or this is like really dangerous or like off-putting or I'm really behind. I'm not behind. I'm definitely on track for the material and I'm still studying a little bit each day, which I think is the number one dental school tip is to not get behind and to keep studying a little bit each day. So I'm like on track. It's just hard, obviously, which is so funny because last week I was like, it's not that bad. Of course, it's not that bad. It's the first week. And again, I'm not even saying it's the hardest, hardest thing in the world, this like first couple classes in dental school, but it's an adjustment and you have to work really hard to understand the material, as you would probably expect. And I know that my whole class is working on adjusting to these same challenges and working in their own ways and figuring out the ways that they study. But like speaking about my class, I am finding it difficult not to compare my progress or my daily work to my peers because everyone, especially being online and not having requirements for when you have to work on each class, everyone's doing it so differently. Some people are eight to five every day. They put everything away after that. Some people eight to five every day, and then they're still studying after dinner until 10 or 11 p.m. Some people like myself are maybe like 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., but taking lots of breaks throughout the day and then still letting themselves have a couple hours in the evening. Like everyone's doing it very differently. And on top of studying, I'm also comparing like not just hours of how much we study, but also like what material everyone's doing each day. Some people are staying very on track to the provided template schedule since it is online, but they're like, you could work these two hours on Wednesday for this class. They kind of gave us a layout of when we could work on everything. So some people are really sticking to that. And I am the polar opposite of that. I'm really doing everything kind of how I want to, kind of what makes sense for me. And yes, that's helpful because I'm listening to my body and trusting what I know about my study habits, but it also is intimidating because I'm not sticking to the provided schedule. So what if that's a mistake and I'm going to regret it later on? But I'm not going to know that till after our first set of exams, which are coming up in a few weeks. They're the middle of July. It's my birthday weekend is July 19th. It's a Sunday and our anatomy exams is like the day before that weekend and then the days after that weekend. So I'm not going to be doing anything fun on my birthday weekend. I'm going to celebrate in advance, but, um, 
that's pretty much everything I wanted to say for a little life update and a nice stark contrast to last week's life update about how great everything was going. It truly is going totally fine, but it's just an adjustment and there's struggles and I want to be honest with you all. Sorry this was a super long intro, but I wanted to make sure you're caught up on everything. Um, other than head and neck anatomy, because that's all I talked about, other classes are going just fine. Dental anatomy has been really cool to start learning about teeth and the different numbering systems and um, intro to the profession has been good and we also are starting a new class this coming week where we get to work in small groups intro to the oral facial complex it's very case study based so that's going to be interesting and I've been getting ahead on a class called evidence-based dentistry which is completely online and there's no exams there's just quizzes per each module and there's 12 modules I'm about halfway through so I'm trying to work to finish all of that within the next week or so that way it's one less class I have to worry about but yeah, I guess that will lead us into our motivation for the week. So my motivation for this week is to focus on my own experiences, not comparing myself to others, trusting myself, but also forcing myself out of my academic comfort zone, trying to see real progress through understanding this material by studying what I don't understand, as scary as it can be. So I hope if you're in summer classes, studying for your DAT, um, listening to this not in real time, maybe you're listening to back on episodes and you're in classes right now or something just push yourself out of your comfort zone honestly in all regards of your life not just academically but doing something that makes you uncomfortable is where you see the most progress I promise you so we'll be back in about 30 seconds to talk to Maddie when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply All right. Hi, everyone. So we're here with another guest. Her name is Maddie. I'll let her introduce herself a little bit. Hi, guys. My name is Maddie, and I'm currently a senior at the University of Utah. I'm applying to dental school next cycle, and things I enjoy are baking, traveling, and I love TJ Maxx. Awesome. Thanks. So can you talk a little bit about the pre-dental program at your university? Because I know you're really involved in pre-dental club at your school. Yes. Thank you, first off, for having me as well. So the Pre-Dental Society at the University of Utah is amazing. They've been doing it for over 30 years, as far as I know. And um, it's a great way to get involved, meet other pre-dental students. There are dental schools that come and talk about... Sorry if you can hear my dog walking in the background, by the way. <laughs> uh, but there are dental schools um, that come and visit and tell you about their school there's mock interview opportunities, a lot of service opportunities. Um, we host DAP panels as well as there's a great opportunity for leadership. So the first year I was a part of Pre-Dental Society, or we call it PDS for short, um, was, let's see, two years ago. And then I ran for historian and I got it luckily. And then, um, and it was great. I was able to work on our Instagram and reach out to students over social media and take a lot of pictures, which I loved. And then um, this last year I ran for president and was lucky enough to get that as well. And that has been awesome to be able to host 
organizations and try to get all the pre-dental students together and, you know, just meet each other, talk about it, see how applications are going for them or ways we can help each other and improve and let each other know, you know, anything that the other may not. And so I've learned a lot from all the students that I've worked with in pre-dental society. And I think it's a great opportunity. I also would recommend if your school doesn't have it to start one, go find out who you can talk to. Um, There's different clubs you can start and don't be afraid to start your own. Yeah, I definitely think a lot of the smaller schools might not have like a pre-dental society or pre-dental club yet, but it's not that hard to get something started. I think you just need like a faculty on board and then like a few members and then you're good to go. So why not? Yeah, I met the woman that started our pre-dental club at a mission of mercy in our state. And it was so funny because one, she was already a retired pediatrician and she had to be like, I don't know, she said she was at MSU in 65. So she was a bit older, but it was cool that a woman in 1965 was starting pre-dental club because like there's only two dental schools in my state, Detroit Mercy and Michigan. And like Detroit Mercy wasn't even taking females at that time. Like she was very like up and coming in the field, which is so cool. I know. So it's just funny. You make all these like connections and stuff, but sorry for the little tangent. I just think that's a fun story. And also do a quick shout out. Um, Sophia Cordova started Future Women of Dentist or Future Women in Dentistry, excuse me, at the University of Utah and um, started that club this last year. And it's great. So I'm getting more involved in that as well. So there's different, instead of just pre-dental society, there are other opportunities and clubs you can start that can also be dental related that you can get involved with. So Something to look into. Yeah, that's a really good idea for people. Um, Can you talk a little bit? I know you told me you're doing a gap year. So do you want to talk a little bit about kind of your timeline so far in undergrad and like what made you decide on the gap year? Yes, that's a good question. I didn't know if I was going to take a gap year or not. So I actually graduated high school in 2013. I did a year of college at the U or University of Utah, and then I went on a year and a half mission for my church to the Philippines, which was amazing. But then um, I came home and my friends were a lot more ahead of me in school, which is a little frustrating to be honest, but I wouldn't take back the life lessons I learned while on my church mission for the world. And so I really enjoyed that. So I am um, a little bit older. I would say now most of my friends have now graduated, but um, I've just taken my time. I've worked all through undergrad and have taken, you know, as many classes as I feel comfortable each semester. And now I'm entering my senior year. I'm ready to move on to bigger and better. Um, but I'm, I still have to take OCHEM 2, Biochem, Physics. I know physics isn't on the DAT, but um, I just don't want to rush myself. I want to enjoy it, take life as it comes. And so I'll be taking a gap year. And I don't know if I'll be pursuing a master's or continue working as a dental assistant or what. Um, but just I want to continue to make my application as strong as possible. And I think that a gap year is going to be great for that. Awesome. That kind of leads into my next question. And you kind of covered it through that a little bit. But so you mentioned your mission trip to the Philippines and that you're president of your pre-dental society and a dental assistant. Do you have anything else that you're involved in that you think will make your application stand out? Or maybe what of those experiences do you think you're going to be most excited to talk about interviews? Oh, that's a good question. I have loved the service aspect involved in the dental application process, as you're well familiar with. 
And I just think that that's a huge part of why I want to go into dentistry is to serve, especially the underserved community. And I've loved all of the opportunities I've been involved in. And, you know, there's things like give kids a smile. And luckily I live close to the University of Utah School of Dentistry, as well as Roseman. And they've hosted a lot of events um, that pre-dents can go to and just be able to serve the local community. And I think the one thing that will make my application stand out is the fact that I have gone on, I believe, five humanitarian trips to the Philippines. And that's, I go back to the Philippines because that's where I specifically love. And, you know, it does cost a lot of money to do that. And there is fundraising, which I've done in the past. And that's been a huge blessing. But you don't have to travel far away to be able to serve. And I think that's really important. There's so many people here in our own local communities that we need to help and just finding little ways to get involved. But I think I'll be most excited to talk about my trips to the Philippines and, you know, being involved with third world countries and being able to help them and teach the children about oral hygiene and healthcare. And I'm just excited to be able to go back and make a lasting impact and be able to do dental procedures one day to help these people. And I think, you know, even talking about oral hygiene and teaching the children is so important, but I can't wait to, you know, make the toothaches go away and be able to maybe make dentures or, you know, do little things that can, even when I'm gone, will have lasting impacts in their lives. So that's great. Yeah. I think it's cool. I can already tell that you're so passionate about it. So I know in interviews and all that, it's going to definitely come across. So that's awesome. I also feel like just like you having so much life experience is helpful too. I think they're going to see that like the fact that you've stuck it out and you've been working and everything is like very beneficial. And I think they're just going to like respect your work ethic basically. So that's I something that. I've noticed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, can you talk a little bit more about your dental assisting experience? Like how you got the job? Do you have to go through training kind of day to day? What do you do? Yes, that is such a good question. I actually think I get asked this question the most. So the high school I went to actually gave us the opportunity to be involved in a dental assisting class. And I took that for a semester and I loved it. That's actually um, where I think my main passion for dentistry started is I found out I love the profession, but I didn't want to be a dental assistant for the rest of my life. And that was just me. Um, I thought about hygiene for a little bit, but I've always, you know, been told and motivated to go all the way. And so why not? And I've always wanted to be my own boss. And so that's why I took the dental route as meaning go to dental school, hopefully. But um, so after high school, I took that and it was just the basics, just like, you know, x-rays, child profies or just cleanings and learning a little bit about the just tooth anatomy in general And then later I wanted, um, when I graduated high school, I wanted work experience in the dental field. And it was, I'm not going to lie, it was difficult to get my foot in the door the first time I was looking on, you know, local ads of who was hiring and they wanted at least a year of experience. And I didn't have that at all. I'm like, I had very little experience just with the class I took in high school. But finally, I did find a doctor who was um, willing to teach me and teach me everything I needed to know for the job, which was great. But I first started out as his social media coordinator 
and just was blasting his office on ads online and trying to, you know, get people to rate his practice and whatnot, which was great to learn for, you know, future experience or for future reference. But then they lost a front office person. And so I, I guess, was promoted, you could say, to front office, which then I uh, was able to get my hands on, you know, some insurance claims and be able to have some patient exposure, checking patients in and then they needed help in the back. And so then I finally did what I wanted to do, which was assisting. And he taught me everything there. And he was a periodontist and I loved working for him. I worked for him for a year. And then um, it was about like 40 minute drive from my house. And that made it extremely difficult, but I loved it so much. So it was hard when I decided to leave and try to work somewhere closer to home and school. So then I worked for um, an orthodontist really close by my university for a year. And I made, I was his um, lab technician. So I just made retainers all day, every day. And the good thing about that is I could go in whenever I wanted. So I had a key to the office. I went in, I cranked out the retainers and then I went back to class or, you know, finals week. I was studying all day. Maybe I went in at like 10 o'clock at night to get them done. So that was kind of crazy, but um, it was nice to have a job that I could work completely around my schedule. And then at that job, loved it. I feel like I increased my dexterity and everything, but I missed the patients. So then um, through Pre-Dental Society, our, as we were saying, you have to have a faculty member oversee your club. And so our faculty member um, is a local dentist, and he's always been over Pre-Dental Society. And he came to one of our service projects that I was at. And I just started small talking with him and um, turns out he was hiring. And I told him how interested I was. He's a general dentist. I had never been in general dentistry before, but that was something I really wanted to be involved in. And I just let him know how eager and willing I was to learn and put forth the effort. And he said he would be willing to work around my school schedule, knowing that, you know, in the end, dental school was my goal. And so I would highly recommend it. It's, I'm not going to lie, it's extremely hard to balance school and work any work for that matter, but especially dental work related jobs because they're open, you know, typically from 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. And usually that's when we take our classes at university. And so it can be difficult to handle, but you know, in the end, it's actually a father-son practice. So I work for two doctors and in the end, I'll be able to get two letters of recommend, have lots of hours of, you know, shadowing and assisting hands-on work. And they have taught me so much. So that's really comforting to know that I have a lot of, of knowledge, just baseline knowledge, but um, around general dentistry is what I'm really interested in. And so it's been a huge blessing for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I've heard similar feedback from people that it's really hard to get the first job because you don't have any experience. And then also that dentists aren't always willing to train you, especially knowing that you're not going to stay for like 10, 15 years because your goal is dental school. But then there are so many people you just really have to keep looking and being persistent. Like you said, that remember being in your shoes and just like want to help and like train you and everything. So I'm glad that you found someone that was willing to do that. Yeah, it's, it's such a good thing. I think it's really intimidating too, being, you know, going in and saying, I have zero experience, but I agree with you. You know, the doctor is sees that you are eager to learn and are passionate about dentistry, find the one doctor that is willing to train you. Exactly what you said. I agree with that. So um, you are taking a gap year and everything and then eventually going to be applying. Have you started like 
gathering anything to apply, any materials, tracking anything, or are you just kind of like monitoring your work hours and going to do all of that later on? Yeah. So our university offers, um, they send out an Excel spreadsheet actually. And then that way you can keep track and it's been super helpful. They talk about, you know, areas you've shadowed or service opportunities you've done, research opportunities, whatever, just to keep it in one place. And also um, has a little area where you can talk about the experience. So as soon as I'm done, if I've, you know, attended an event that I want to put later on my application, I'd be sure to include a little blip, if you will, on, you know, what I learned or my experiences, how I felt and the impact that it's made on me. And that way, you know, I've looked back on ones I did maybe two, three years ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot I even did that. I'm so glad I have this to keep track on. And I am trying to update it. I ha- it's not perfect, but um, there is most of my information in there. But there's little things that I remember that I, you know, hurry and open up my computer and try to type it in and not forget it. So you said that the dental assistant class kind of like piqued your interest for dentistry. Were you looking at dentistry at all before that or... What, did that not even really solidify it? Like, what's your kind of why dentistry answer? Oh my gosh, I'm like so underprepared for this answer. I think <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> interviews come one day, but um, I have always had this weird obsession with teeth, and I, it's like the first thing I notice about people. And so I've noticed even myself when I'm, you know, talking to someone, I'm like, oh, you know that person? They're like, who? I'm like, the one with this kind of teeth, and they're like, what? I don't like. What are you talking about? I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> But I've always loved making people smile. I think that's everyone's go-to answer. And I knew I wanted to be in healthcare. I mean, who wouldn't want to wear comfy scrubs all day, every day, and not have to worry about picking out an outfit? But it's more than that. I want to be able to give back and do something that's bigger than what I am. And I, the more I learn about dentistry, the more I love it. And I just want to make a lasting impact in somebody's life, even if it's one person. And it's something I love being creative. I love using my hands. And more than anything, I love people. I'm a huge people person. I like to get to know them, learn about their lives and be involved. And I specifically am drawn to general dentistry because you get to see these patients, their kids and be involved. And, you know, maybe you did the parents then their children then their children's children. And I've seen that in where I work and how many years they stay at that practice rather than you know, sometimes, unfortunately, and when you specialize, you only see those patients for the one surgery or procedure, or when they're done with ortho, you don't see them again. And as great as specializing is, you know, who knows, maybe I will specialize. (laughs) But right now, I'm just really drawn to general dentistry, just because of the, the personal impacts, and um, I guess, relationships you can have with with patients. And I think, for me, that's why dentistry, specifically why general dentistry. Yeah, that's definitely one of my reasons too for general. Um, That kind of fit into the next question, which is what are your like personal professional goals and like how does dentistry kind of fit into what you see your life looking like in the future? Yeah, I think it's really interesting as a woman to want to be a dentist. I had never met a woman dentist until a year ago. No, maybe even six months ago. And it was really interesting talking to her. I also one day want to be a mom and be able to have a family. And I think um, that being a dentist would be a career that you could balance out both, you know, family time as well as career time. 
And I would love to be an associate dentist and not have to worry so much about the business side, even though it does interest me that way, you know, as I have kids one day, then be able to spend more time with them and then later shift into maybe working more later on and getting, you know, all the debt paid off. But um, I think that some goals I have would definitely be to start a nonprofit specifically for young kids. I was right out of high school when I went on my first humanitarian trip and it changed my life forever. So if any of you guys have the opportunity to do something similar, I would highly recommend it. Um, I would love to make, you know, those relationships with young future, you know, dentists or just any, anyone pursuing anything, just being able to make an impact in their lives. And I think in a dream world, I would love to be able to um, be a dentist specifically in California. My husband and I love the beach. We love just sunshine and warmth. And, you know, Utah is known for its snow <laughs> and neither of us ski. So it would be nice to be able to go there and just be warm and be by the beach. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I know it's a little more like holistic look at life, not just related to dentistry, but I think that's important because work shouldn't be like your whole life. It's just a part of your life. Absolutely. So um, also was wondering, you mentioned like you did like the social media marketing for that one dentist office. And I know you started your Instagram page like beneath the teeth this past school year, right? Yes. What made you want to start it? So I had wanted to start beneath the teeth for a long time. And it was, you know, what we all say, oh, I'm just too busy. I'll start, you know, when this happens or when I have enough time. And I can't remember when I started. I probably started about a year ago. And I posted like three posts and I never got back to it. School took over, life took over, everything got crazy and it just got pushed back to the back burner. So both of my um, my friends, Kat and Laura, inspired me to really just go head first and just, you know, start it, just do what you can when you can. And school is still a priority, but it's such a great outlet to be able to connect with other pre-dental students, dental students, med students even, anyone who's kind of in the same um, path to healthcare and be able to reach out to even doctors and learn from their past experiences and hear about advice. And so that has been my main motive is just to learn and share and help. And I'm so inspired by so many people I follow, you included, seriously, the fact that you have a YouTube channel, podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're seriously goals. Thank you. I, I love that we can learn from so many other people. And I think, you know, more people coming together, the better. And I think that sometimes it gets so competitive and, you know, maybe I'm even guilty of only showing the good sides to being a pre-dent and the journey. And I want to be more vulnerable and open up more on how hard it is. And, you know, you can fail an exam, but you can get over it and you can move forward in that regard. Um, I also love working with companies and um, was really surprised when I really started taking my Instagram beneath the teeth seriously, how much it started to grow. And, you know, I had just a small amount of followers and um, companies started reaching out and I was shocked. I'm like, what? I Are you serious? Okay, like I'll do anything. And so that's been really cool. But I would recommend doing research on the company first and um, making sure it's a company you would stand behind and support. And, um, but it's been really fun and, you know, don't be afraid also to reach out to companies, which I've also done. And you may be surprised of who 
is, you know, going to work with you. And if not, then you didn't lose anything. So there's several reasons why I started Beneath the Teeth. And I want to just document my journey to dental school. That's awesome. So we're wrapping up here. Do you have any final words of wisdom, any advice for pre-dental students? Yes. I just want to say you can do it. You can do anything you set your mind to. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. I've been told I will never get into dental school and I'm not there yet, but I have not given up. And some days it seems like it's impossible. I'm not going to lie. It's it's extremely difficult, but I know in the end it will be worth it. And to, to never give up. If you need some encouraging words or someone to listen to, I'm here to listen and to cry with you because I've most likely have already been there and I'm still going through it. And I know that we can just do anything we want to do. And I think it's important to just uplift one another. And, you know, especially women, instead of just judging and criticizing each other to just really support each other, it's made such a difference in in my life. And um, I have like an Instagram friend, her name is Taylor Cohn, and she's going to University of Pacific. Her Instagram is Tooth Be Told. And she has been like my number one supporter. I've never met her in my life, but she it just hypes me up and really supports me. And she's incredible. And I love picking her brain as well as a lot of other people I have, um, you know, on, on Instagram that I follow and have been really inspired by. I just think you need to surround yourself by those who uplift you and support you and believe in you. Even on days you don't believe in yourself and, and to never give up. That's my advice. Thank you so much. Um, That's pretty much everything. I'm going to have your Instagram in the description of this podcast and then also like linked through on the podcast Instagram if people want to reach out to you and ask you any more questions or anything. But thank you so much for talking with us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Haley. This has been such a blast. Thank you.